Oh, we're back. Oh, you're doing like a little. It, 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 I want you to have pasta nuts in your hand right now. Oh. The way you're snapping your fingers. Yeah. That the uh, carpal tunnel, I think, would get aggravated. Of all the beautiful Latinas out there, you're my favorite. Well, you're my very favorite. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, it's the Center and Saint podcast with Ben and Patrick, and we are flying in hot with episode eleven. Crap, one one. These things are piling up. One one. Who do we think we are? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's it's not very exciting, um, but it's exciting for our good friend Carl. Carl and Bob. It is Carl and, and Bob. Helen, guys, thanks. Whoever he's out much. there with, Carl. Thanks again for checking in. Checking um, in. Uh, we hope to hear from you soon. Uh, we, we we want the correspondence, uh, not only with Carl, but with any of you uh, yeah. that are out there. Give us give us the thoughts and the feedback. Uh, give us the questions. Give us the things to explore and discuss together on a Center and Saint podcast. A podcast that explores us at our best, best and, worst and, and at our worst yep. in the in the day-to-day life that yep. we all run through. Yep. Good or bad. We got the garbage. We got the good. But we always start with the spirit, and uh, I am thirsty, so... Hey, take us away, Eddie. Help us out, Eddie. When you hear the tone, it will be exactly time to get a drink. Mm-hmm. You know, we're conditioning ourselves as well as the listeners that uh, someday they're going to hear whatever tone that is somewhere, and they're going to be like, I need myself a drink. (laughs) (laughs) We're Pavlov's dog eating these people, like... They're going to be like, I, uh... Somebody's going to play that chime in the middle of a church, and they're going to be like, um... You know, I feel like I'm good. Like, there's going to be a saint sinner moment that's happening, right? Uh, a saintly episode. Bing, and um, like, why am I... Oh, why do I... I want hooch. Honey, get the kids. We're out of here. Yeah. Um, um, why? I, don't, I just... Just... Let's this, go. This preacher's talking too much, and <laughs> daddy thirsty. Or so, better yet, you're just going to be like, uh, I'll... I gotta run to the bathroom. I'll be back. I'll I'll be back. Um, might be a minute. I gotta find a bar. That's might open. be a minute. Might be it. Um, and there are bars now open. Like in the mornings. The, the well, I mean, just the the blue laws. That sure, were, getting, like, that getting, was interesting. Did you know we were the last state to repeal that. And, you know that makes sense when it comes to forward progress. Um, we Missouri, are the child Missouri, that was left behind. Missouri and Indiana do a great job. I mean. Yeah. Missouri brought back spanking in the classrooms. Did you hear this? I did not. But before we get there, let's let's have a drink. <laughs> oh, Thank you, Eddie. Well, thanks, Eddie. Thank and... you, Eddie. Slaunches <laughs> there. What am I drinking? I'm not drinking this before I know what's here. It's very, it's clear. It's like my, I feel like I'm in like a. It's my evil plan. The Caribbean Ocean. It's my evil plan. There's a shark in your glass. <laughs> this, are we gonna go back to pirate talk? Is no. this the clear no, and breezy? Is, no, we need to keep pushing forward. We're oh, looking in right. the rear view too often. Mm. Um, no, this is a slow gin fizz. More gin. This is a year you're not going to be mad. He's taking another sip. He's taking another sip. Mikey likes it. It's very light. It's very light. It's very, it's very light. Yeah. And even for the time of year where we're, I mean, it's, it's warm outside right now. And yeah. so this is a nice kind of lighter drink. I, lighter. You said you don't like gin, and you should not have told me that because I'm punishing you. you you're like, I'll make you like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, do I sound like I'm like slurring drunken <laughs> stepdad? I'll make you like it. You don't like it? Get the belt. Uh, it's it's true. I I you know this drink is supreme. 
Oh, you're still stuck on that. I, I, Supreme? I used it so much this Did last you really? week. I was Supreme Dad, Supreme Husband. <laughs> By your own accord? I mean, like, well, you just, I just... You were giving yourself the review? I wanted to make sure that they knew. Like, yeah. I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, I'm a five-star dad, so pretty Supreme. Uh, joke's on you guys. Uh, so. Supreme. I, I bought a uh, web domain called SupremeMe.com. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah, it's just pictures of me. Oh my god. But not in like like a How does Alex Rodriguez not already own <laughs> SupremeMe.com? Oh, oh it man. It could, it's probably oh. out there. Yeah. Uh, if you're bold enough to go look up random URLs, uh, check that out and let us know what's uh, what's sitting out there on SupremeMe.com. Uh, uh, you probably should be 18 or older. Just oh, in whoa, case. Whoa, 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 whoa. You never whoa. know. You never know when you look in. So Missouri and Indiana don't pass laws very often, you say. <laughs> no, we're, we're okay. Uh, Missouri's now okay spanking the kids again as long as parents consent. Ah, oh, we're just, you know what, guys, we're not going to get political, we're, but we are possibly going backwards as a nation. Uh, let's move along. Let's, let's, let's move this thing I got on. spanked as a kid. I needed to get spanked as a kid. Oh, I did, too. I, I mean, I was pulling kids' chairs off underneath them when the substitute teacher was around. Yeah. I was, you were a menace. I was, I was a little bit... You were an absolute menace I, of a child. I, I had a curious personality where I was just like well, what happens if I do this yeah uh, I'm not sure that's changed uh, I'm still very curious about you're things. a curious fella but I'm maybe, a curious guy but maybe not in a menacing way is more of just a uh, I'm gonna explore that and I have sure. kids now to use as my experiments to do those things that's legal. They do my dirty work. Yeah. I, I, that's breaching child labor laws. That's, that's breaching. Oh. Uh, yeah, we started off on a real wacky uh, note yeah, today, haven't we? Welcome in to Center and Saint, the gin edition. Patrick hates it. <laughs> I'm not a fan. It's, I think I can drink this. Mm -hmm. What is this? What's the, what's it's, it's a slow gin fizz. Mm. And I think so, my grandfather drank this. This is an old drink. Yeah. This is an old drink, which is why it's not... Most cocktails and drinks that are made today are complex. Mm -hmm. They have, This is real thin to me. Like, this is... Uh -huh. you, you, you described it as light to me. It's just very thin. There's not yeah. a lot of taste. Yeah. Not a lot of color. Not a lot of appeal. Not supreme. Um, it's... Well, I mean, it just depends on who it's you not, are. Your grandpa will probably love it. You're, yeah. Is your maybe. grandpa alive? No. Okay. No. Well, None of my grandparents are. Nor, nor mine. Yeah, they all... Yeah. Went on to the the, the other the next region, the other region. They went. They went. They, they went beyond. Yeah. Yeah. They crossed the. What do they? What do they say for pets? The the something the rainbow, bridge, bridge. The rainbow, <laughs> rainbow bridge. And I gotta tell you, as a, as a guy who recently lost a pet, not once did I say, "Well, he crossed the rainbow bridge." Oh. Um. Rainbow Bridge, I mean, there's a lot of dogs in the LGBTQ afterlife. It, uh, and for Good respect, for them. and out of respect for, for that community, I For do all the hell they face in this life, they get to enjoy some puppy love. Yeah, I, wow. <laughs> Holy crap, you are, you are a different I'm animal today. I'm sorry. I just don't know what to do I'm sorry. You. Um, no, it was funny because I, it's not funny. I, I had a neighbor whose dog passed on, and I had said, did your dog go on? And he's like, what? And I was like, your dog. You, you used to sit out here on your porch with a dog. Did your dog, you know, go on? And he's like, go on where? <laughs> Where's it going? And I was like, sorry, man. And he was like, no, my dog died. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I yeah. guess I should have just been like, hey, your dog dead? Cross the rainbow bridge. <laughs> uh, but what I found, I said to a lot of people was, um, they'd be like, hey, where's, where's Max? I said, I had to say goodbye to him. And that was the easiest way to say it. Yeah. Because it was 
It was not like dead is a hard word. Like it's it it's is. just a, it's a it's a big word. It is. But like I had to say goodbye to my dog. Like people are like, oh, that's too bad. Uh huh. But like I got to say goodbye to my dog. You know. So like that was yeah. a good thing. Yeah. So yeah, uh, no rainbow bridges. I, I think we're talking about death this episode because I have all sorts of questions now in my head that I about the rainbow we, bridge. Well, no, uh, just that I want to talk about death. Let's, let's let's go. Are we in? Are you in, in for going into? Welcome to the death episode. We're, we're going to take the uh, the the boat across the river sticks. That's fine. We're I mean we're approaching Halloween. This is a great time of year. <laughs> um, Guys, that was a lot of teeth. I'm going to be honest. When he did that and he opened his maw, it was a lot of teeth in there. Like rows of teeth. Like I'm well, unsafe. It's the baby skeletons that I have to walk past on my porch. Brutus, let's get Every morning now that Cammy's got the decorations out for the Halloweens. Uh, Brutus and I need to go to the restroom. <laughs> we'll see you later. I'll save you. Come on. You come um, how, what's your view on death? Like you feel like a lot of people can't talk about death. Like really struggle to... to Approach the conversation. Okay. Kind of get weirded out by it. Okay. Whatever. I can talk about death. You can talk about death. I can talk about death. Uh, what about your own death? Like, oh, completely fine with it. Pretty cool I'm with like an okay, and, cool. and okay with it in a sense of like not that you're necessarily looking forward or inviting it, but like recognizing like if it showed up on your doorstep tomorrow, you're like, well, warm embrace. Cool. Yeah. Warm I'm embrace. In. I'm in. You're wow. I'm Supreme. In. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that uh, clueless stop trying to make this happen like, stop trying to make supreme happen alright um, I'll let it go um, I, oh yeah no I'm, I'm good with it I'm very comfortable and is that macabre is that like do you share that often or are people like what is wrong with you um no I don't I don't share with people I'm comfortable like, hey how's it going my name's Ben well, I mean, like, super comfortable with your, that in your close circle the people that you have like the conversations with you're like you know what like if it happens tomorrow I'm okay and they're like, you, do you have those conversations? I have. I uh, Like, not intentionally, but just like like this. Organically, we started talking about death. Yeah, right. Um, I, I have had conversations with close friends about this. Uh, my spouse, things like that. Um, like, we... Like, I know what happens when she dies, the plan. She knows what happens when I die. Yeah. Plan. Oh, yeah. And so, like, for me, that's just fiscal preparedness. Like, yeah. that's just... You, like... No, you're you're no planning for a future. A future involves death. Yeah. Um, Boy, not for some people. Some people pretend like it is not there. Oof. It's not going to happen. It's not going to visit them. Dude, I've, I've got some very close relatives yeah. who are that way, and they are very ill-prepared for I can't talk about it. I can't talk about it. Oh, yeah. They won't talk about uh-huh, it. No, uh-huh. Yeah, and it, it, for me, that's frightening I I, because I it's like you're going you're gonna to be caught nobody in a gets out alive. bad situation. Yeah, nobody, nobody – well, one person has made it. Yeah, but even then, he had to kind of go through the crucible if you, if you believe it. But oh, I thought that, I heard the crucible and I heard the Scarlet Letter, <laughs> so I was like, no, dude, I don't. I different, mean, different book. Different I, think, book. I think she died. A little thicker book. I think, I think they all died at the end of that. Um, um, what about you? Uh, thoughts on your own mortality? Is it problematic? Uh, no, very, very comfortable with it. Um, and I don't know if I told you this. I think we've had this conversation. Like, I have felt. For most of my life, I, I remember having these conversations with my uh, with my wife in college. Like I plan to die when I'm, I like not. I don't plan to die. I have this premonition that I think I'm going to die at fifty. You told me this. Yes, and yeah. so like as I look at life, I'm like, well, I'm seven. I got seven years left, right? And and part of this is I don't know. Um, I've been around death enough. Um, 
to, to see what it looks like. Um, but also just, I, I love the quote. And I'm not, I mean, I get this correctly, and I'm not, I certainly don't know who said it, so I'm not going to attribute it correctly either. Um, you're, many, not, you're not off to a great start, to be I'm, honest. I'm, I'm not. Gonna, oh, I'm going to give you Sorry, I'm, I don't know who said it. I don't know where it's from. Well, then i got to try and piece it together. So uh, <laughs> a lot, it's something to the effect of a lot of people have a life, but not many people live. Hmm. Something to that effect. Oh, it's the Braveheart quote. Oh, is that it? Every man li- every man dies, not every man truly lives. Okay, okay. So, so I, I mean, you, you, can twist that, was, you can twist that a lot of different ways. Yours was probably like a, I mean, a, an actual writer or something. Mine's like I don't know. Mel Gibson shouted it in yeah. a movie in Which 96. Which is fair. That's a good movie. But, um, but no, it's that, right? Like, uh, not, not to say your life ends at 50. Uh, there's a lot of good, meaningful things that happen well beyond the, the age of 50. Mm-hmm. Um, but if... Up to 50, you've just kind of been pissing life away. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you really got some waking up to do by that point. And I think, that, I sure. think that's been a, whether, and I don't know where this or when this started for me, but it's always kind of been in there. And it's always kind of been like, I, I don't want to wake up one day and be like, what have I been doing with my life? Like, I want my life to be intentional. I want it to be meaningful. I want it to, to fit into the, the, the values mm-hmm. that I want to embody um, and not just wake up one day and be like, oh, I've uh, just kind of been in the, you know, in the hamster wheel of life. Um, Look, just as your friend, if I can pepper this in real quick. Okay. Don't listen to this podcast. Don't? Because you're going to wake up one day and you're going to be like, what have I been doing with my life? Oh. I made a podcast oh. with that stupid Mick. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Mick? Is that what we're going to call you now? Are no, you changing I, your name? No, I have a, actually a lot of people do call me Mick. Do they really? It's the it's the derogatory term for an Irish person. Oh. So. Uh-oh. I didn't know that. There you go. Well, it fits, Mick. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, that's that's where... And then, I've, and then I've been around it a lot. And I've seen people go... I think death is a beautiful thing. I've, I've you know, as a, as, a, as a minister, I've walked alongside a number of people. Yeah. Uh, who have dealt with that, um, both as uh, as participants, um, but also as supporting roles. Yeah, uh, and then have also wait. You clarify that because you basically <laughs> just said like murderer. No, no, so, like, support- so, okay. no. Please clarify. I, I've also been a, a hospice uh, chaplain. Okay, uh, and and the support of those who are in the hospice care and taking the journey uh, towards death. And it's kinda, it is a journey. It's like an exit guide. Uh, it is. It's yeah. it, well. You, I mean, think and it's everybody approaches death. That some people want, you know, you want to be surrounded by friends and family. Yeah. Uh, and you want that moment together. And other people, it it's interesting when the moment comes, they want to be alone. Uh, and and I've seen um, individuals who have who have orchestrated their life where they they made sure they were alone. Yeah. And at that moment, they I, I would say gave up their spirit. Yeah. Uh, because I think there is some level of. Um, Control that you have in that of where sure. you when you let that go, yeah. um, from what I've observed from okay. my observable state. So, uh, and, and I think those that come to terms with it and and understand it, and it doesn't mean it's still not heartbreaking. It's still not you know full of grief. Mm-hmm. Um, all all that still is present. It doesn't remove that, but I think it is. It does become this beautiful, can become this beautiful moment uh, yeah. of remembrance and celebrating, and then carrying on mm-hmm. uh, you, you think about um, nearly every eulogy I've ever done uh, for somebody I've known uh, I've always gone back to 
what are the impressions that they've had on my life mm-hmm. uh, and the way that they lived and and those impressions you're like how do I embody that as I as I go forward so yeah that, that stuff kind of matters um, and I think there's a there's a good and healthy and beautiful way to do that in a way that's maybe not so good and beautiful and healthy now do you think that most people the like you're much more a man of the people than I like you, you're yeah. out there. You're yeah. you're a big part of your community. I'm, I'm a guy who has kind of some friends, but I like to you know kind of you're closed. I like to be alone. Yep. More than yep. I like to be with others. Do you? What would you think other people's perceptions are? Have you had those death talks? Like what what do people think about when when you kind of had those conversations? Straw poll. Well, I don't I don't bring it up a lot unless they I follow their lead. Mm-hmm. Um, as it's just easier. Uh, I mean it's. You can only go where they are willing to go and able to go. Um, and again, it it doesn't show up. I mean, it's not like you're you want to be you don't want to be the known as the death talker in your sure. circles of like ah, here comes Patrick again. Watch out, he's going to talk about death. So I have another name <laughs> in certain circles, and it might be the death talker. Death talker. That's a, it's, I mean, that's is that our garage band when we start that after the podcast fails? Oh, uh, death, death, death talker, talker would be a Chris Green band. But, no, 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 but it's not a metal band. Jazz. It's, it's a folk yeah. band. It's like a folk trio. And they'll be like, have you guys heard Death Talker? Yeah. Man, yeah. I, I thought the lyrics were going to be much more aggressive than just like, Death Talker. Yeah. It's, I, I kind of Hello, like Seattle. Now. We're Death Talker. Death Talker. Woo. Come out with the accordion. <laughs> oh, man. You almost got me there. I had a mouthful. <laughs> That was not what I expected when we bought those tickets for that concert. Mm. What? Have you guys noticed our audience wears a lot of black leather uh, and studded mm. collars? Uh, Carl, we need to know if you play any musical instruments because uh, you might We're be We're looking for a third. And uh, Barb, you're welcome to play on the kazoo. Oh, yeah. We'll have some kazoo Always songs. Always kazoo. Death, duh. Death, death Talker obviously has kazoo parts. It's marketing. It's going to be on the ca- Death oh, Talker kazoos. Death Talker kazoos. Coming to the A Center and Saints podcast store near you. Yeah, you get ready. online for that merch store. Get your, <laughs> get your Death Talker kazoo. Um, um, so, so, so all of that to say, like, and I grew up on the farm in Missouri. Sure. And so, like, like, you had a great relationship with, with your dog, Max. Max was a great dog. I did. He was, um, he was supreme. Yes. See, um, I it back. Supreme! I thought we were letting it die. Um, but, so, but for me, my... Like I would say, and I don't. We we never talked about what that was like for you, other than you know it was like a good friend passing when, um, when Max died. When Max passed. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for me, when you know, private previously we had Kana, uh, was was my was my wife and I's first dog. And mm-hmm. you know, I thought if we can keep a dog alive, then maybe we can try children and. Mm-hmm. And we we did, uh, and, then, and hey, math checks out. Kids still alive uh, so far. So far, all three of them can be accounted yep. for, yep. Uh, which is great. Alive, 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 <laughs> alive, alive, alive. Um, I yelled at one of them earlier. But, but when it was time for Kenny to go, I was like, "Well, we, it's it's time. Like we just know." And yeah. it'd been a slow progression, and the vet was like, "Well, we can we can put her in a in a wheelchair for her back leg. She had some hip dysplasia uh, as a as a husky." Uh, and I was like, "Yeah, we're not." We're not doing that. Like, and, and, you know, like major expenses for pets mm-hmm. always seems weird to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know there's a lot of people that do it. And I'm like, it's, you got to do, I grew up on a farm mm-hmm. and you're like, you don't, 
You your don't? dad was a butcher. Like animals yes. are animals. <laughs> They're animals. Like, yeah. Yes. And um, and I, uh, you know, and I had pets and I loved them. Uh, Jake was my dog growing up. Yeah. And I led to his death because I left the gate open and he ran out and got hit by a car. Oh. Right. And wow. like I, like I found, and then I found him. Like he yeah. was gone for a week, and then I found him on the side of the road with his back hip broken. Mm. And he was alive. Oh, he was alive, but all he could move with his front legs, and oh, he kept trying to no, right. That's so sad. And so I, I remember carrying him home, and yeah. my parents were like, "We'll take him into the vet." And I remember being like, "What did the vet say about Jake?" Like, what, the, what you know, thinking I had broken yeah. my leg when I was younger, and I was like, "Oh, they'll put a cast on him, and yeah. Jake will be okay." And uh, and like it was like two weeks later, my parents were kind of like, um, they, and they said something like, "He he went away," and I'm like, "Oh, where'd he go?" Thinking, "Oh, they sent him to another vet who maybe yeah. was maybe more specialized and whatever." Yeah. And they're like, uh, "He's dead." <laughs> like it was like, and I was like, like it. I, I was fourth, fifth grade at the time and just yeah. kind of crushed yeah. uh, by that. But also knew, like, I was the one that was responsible. So my parents sure, were always like, close the way. gate, close the gate, close yeah. the gate. And I did not close the gate because I was yeah. running around with my friends. Yeah. Um, but it's always been, like, so when I took Kana in to the vet, and I was like, it's time. And they're like, okay, go into the room and wait there. The vet will be in there. And then the vet came in and was like, we'll give we'll give Kana a shot. And... Uh, and uh, and then she'll slowly like just drift off to sleep, and I was like, awesome, cool, and I was ready to leave. Like, cool, you do what you need to do. See ya. I'm I'm good. Like, you got the dog. You know what you need to do. Yeah. I don't need to be here. Yeah. I got things to do. Whatever. And she's like, so if you just want to stand there, uh, and I'll give the shot, and then once I give the shot, if you want to move closer during those moments, you're welcome to come near and nurture Kana. And I'm like, ah. Like, I, I'm like, now I'm doing this for the vet, because otherwise I feel like I'm like... Do you know why they do that, though? <laughs> I don't. Um, so I, I was on an airplane once, and um, I was reading an article, and it was by a vet tech who said, even, like, in your situation where Kane is just a dog, right? Uh-huh, like, yeah. You stay with them because when they put a dog down, if its owner's not there, its very last emotion of its life is panic. Because it's at the vet, and it doesn't know what's going on, and it's getting a shot, and normally when it gets a shot, it might go in the back with the vet tech, and then comes back and it sees you again. But your dog never sees you in its final moment, so there's no comfort for it when it enters that next phase of existence. <laughs> and so, and I don't know what happens to dogs. I don't know what happens to us. But I, so when when it was time for Max, Max. To, to go, um, you know, my vet is is fantastic and i'm sure a lot of people say yes. that about their vets. yes but my vet really earned my trust when he was like my dog got an ear infection and he was like look you can you, if you're dying to spend 95 dollars, you can walk out of here with it today it's on amazon for 20 bucks okay there's a red one and a blue one you want yeah, the red one. right and i was like oh okay this guy's like uh-huh savvy about like saving yes. me money yeah and his philosophy is you at some point are going to have to spend a lot of money on your animal. Like it's inevitable. All animals get to a point where there is a cost somewhere. He's like, when you get to that point, I want you to trust me with your wallet because vets are notorious for upcharging and gouging. And you don't feel like it's like a mechanic. You don't feel like you can trust them. And, um, but he, he was a great vet for my dog. Um, and he and I actually formed a friendship over it and we've maintained a friendship after nice. Max's passing. Nice. And, uh, 
But it was really interesting because that day that we had to make the decision together, and it's me and the vet, like, uh-huh. which is kind of a weird thing, like because uh-huh. it's always been my dog. Like yeah. I brought my dog into our marriage with my dog, and <laughs> right. so um, it's it's always been kind of the vet and I making the choices for the dog. Yeah, and yeah. He was out of the country on vacation. Oh, and my dog took a downturn. Mm-hmm. Like Tuesday morning was he had had an episode. And then Friday, he, you know, we had to say goodbye to him. On yeah. And those three days, uh, my doctor was out of town. The vet was out of town and super, like, still texting me, huh. still emailing, like, hey, I'm out of the country, so I'm going to email. Yeah. But, like, what are his signs? How's he looking today? Is this working? Is this? And so, um, but when I went, to, when I took him into the vet for the final time, it was, this guy's just thought through his business practice. There's an actual kind of comfort room where they put the dog down. It's not yeah, just like right. on the steel table. It's like this room with like, it's kind of like a funeral waiting sure. room. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah. like there's couches and comfy yeah. things and there's a big comfy bed for the dog. And there's like, uh, and, um, it was horrible. I mean, it was, it was me openly crying in front of strangers, yeah. which you can imagine yeah. how comfortable I was with that. Right. But it was also like just the tenderness that they showed where it was like, man, this dog had a lot. I mean, you, yeah. my dog had it made. Yes. Like had it absolutely made from day one to day, till the end of the day. <laughs> he did. And, he had a good life. But yeah, but it was, it was one of those where the biggest takeaway for us was, cause it happened on Friday. So Friday night, Saturday night, we're having a, we're having a hard time with it because the house was so quiet mm. that's mm. what we didn't realize, realize. the 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 his toenails, his toenails yeah. on right. the, on the, uh shaking his head drinking uh-huh. his water walking to the top of the step in the living room just to look to see if we're <laughs> in there like he used to guff at us all the time uh-huh, like, uh-huh. and but just the house was silent yeah and that was yeah. the weirdest part that we didn't anticipate yeah. was like that settling that, in yeah that's mm-hmm. settling in but yeah that's why they that's why they say stay in the room is because your dog needs to have comfort as it crosses so listeners stay with your pets dogs cats cockatiels whatever stay with your pets if you got to put them down because um, it means more to them it's for them not for you or the vet i don't think the vet cares i Just pay the bill yeah, it's. Um, yeah. I guess good for them. Good yeah. for the dogs. I still struggle to be. Mm-hmm. I still. I still struggle to accept that. I'm like, I don't. I know. I get. It. I don't. No, I, I get. It. I don't know if I care. Like, yeah. I don't. And I don't know if. Which makes me a jerk. So yeah, and no, I get it. I no. mean, we we yeah. are in a culture that loves our pets. We are in way a too much. There are daycares for our no, pets. It's. What? It's. I. I love the. Did you ever watch the movie? Um, I think it was called The Truth About Cats and Dogs with uh, Uma Thurman. Okay, guys. Uh, uh, listeners, <laughs> this is uh, going to just become a segment. Patrick talks about a movie, of course. Random movie. 90% of the population has seen uh, and been I don't hassled. know if anybody's seen this. It was a unique one in the I've 90s. I've never seen it, no. Um, but one of the... Uh, Janine Garofalo is a radio vet. So she takes radio, she takes phone calls from mm. the public mm. in, her, in her segment or whatever. And uh, some one guy, so one guy calls in, and he's like, "Hey, I've got this rash, and uh, didn't know if like if there." Were, she's like, "Tell me about what's your pet? You know, what do you have, or whatever?" And he's like, oh, "I got this. I, don't, I think it's a dog or a cat. One, one of the two, or whatever." And I, I let, I just let it lick on me after dinner, and and, <laughs> and she's like, 
What do you What do you mean lick on? And it's funny. Janine Garofalo is a she's funny. Great. She's She's hilarious. She's and it's just a funny scene because he's like, well, I let it lick all, all over me. And he's like, this is where we talk about in the segment. It's important to, to love your dog but not love your dog. <laughs> right? <laughs> there are boundaries <laughs> and laws. And I feel like we as a culture, we are the place where we love our pets. Boy, we do. Uh, yeah, we really do. A little do. too much. Um, and, I, and I'm just not there. Like, I just can't yeah. get it. Like... When it's I'm the worst. Like when yeah. people start talking about their pets, I'm like, okay, like that's I'm saying. Oh well, no! I, I, is this a confession? I, I walk away. About, I talked about Max too much in our no, friendship, didn't I? I you did. Uh, I can't no. it. Like I just I don't have any interest. I don't want to. I don't care about your dog, cat, parakeet, otter, ferret, whatever. Like, Podcast over. I also I am just revealing. This is true confessions, yeah. and they'll be like. He is a pure grade one a-hole. I'm also the same way about kids. I don't really care about your kids' stories. <laughs> that was a high and five I know, right there. And I know you. you Audible are, high five. I don't, I don't, I, and I try not to talk, I unless somebody asked me, I don't lead with kids' stories or pet stories. Because mm-hmm. I... I don't care. I want to. I want to know about you. I want to know about your life. Sarah's playing volleyball. Oh, she's boy. so good, oh. but she's really fighting to make the team. You wouldn't believe it. I don't uh, care. I don't care. Which sounds incredibly callous, like, and it is. Like, and it is. It's no. not, and it's like it's, it's, maybe You're it wrong. sounds callous because it is callous. No, it that's sounds- fine. I am that guy. It sounds callous because we live in a cookie cutter world. <laughs> Where honest uh, means callous. No, yeah, it's maybe. not callous. I don't care about your kids. Get that crap out of my life. I don't want to see your vacation photos either. Get that crap out of my life. Well, Get a good time. Yeah. Tell me about good, it. Yeah, let, tell me about it. Let me hear I the stories. To, to, don't let me hear the, the experiences. Old carousel. Yeah. Like, nah, just tell me. Tell me about your experience with it. So I. This is the podcast that I'm going to later be like, ah, maybe we just delete that one. Like, <laughs> Let's scrub it. I sound like an Let's A1 jerk. <laughs> well, I'll take over for a minute then. Yeah. Uh, Center and Saint moment uh, from last time we saw each other. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, mostly just to let you temper this uh, supreme a holeness Ah, yes. A- it feels good. Boy, it's hard I to want say that, that shirt. without saying Can that I get word. that on a shirt? I'll take a The supreme. problem is Supreme's a... Clothing brand or something? Is it? Yeah, it no, is. it's a pizza. No, it, it is, but it's also a clothing brand uh, for skaters. Maybe I don't know. Oh, well, and it's expensive. It's this, it's like most branded clothing. It's overpriced. This may surprise you. I'm not hip to the skateboarding scene. What? Yep. Hmm, you're yeah. not flipping ollies oh. on the trick. Tricky, tricky. Don't even know what you said. Don't even know what you said. Sorry, so, sorry, Tony um, Hawk and others. But speaking of death. Um, I uh, I can I can tie in my sinner and saint moment. Okay. To death. Um, and it's oddly it's a saint moment. Uh, I woke up this morning to a text from a friend of mine who had done some writing and had sent it over to me and wanted me to take a look wow. at it. And um, I when I write things, um, I do like to creatively write and make music, and it's not happy. It's it's actually pretty dark stuff. It's the the fiction I write is horror mostly or, or you know suspense. Um, the music I write is not for um, what's that word? The joyous. What? Not for the joyous. You're not uh, Michael Franti uh, and the Spearheads. I don't know who that is. What? Michael Franti and the Spearheads? Yes. No. Oh, it's fun music. Okay. 
You wouldn't know it. I, I, I've actually just said I don't. Yeah. yeah. So I guess yeah. I wouldn't either. Yeah. Um, so no, but that got me to thinking. Uh, and so I, I put out an album years ago and really for no reason than just, it was music. Like I, it was music I had written. Yeah. And so I didn't have a good reason not to record it and put it out there. Sure. But it wasn't for financial gain at all. It was more like in case like my mom or something wants to listen to it, she can just like pull up this website and listen. Yeah. And um, so I put an album on Bandcamp, but I listened to that album this morning. Oh. And um, I, it, we've talked about before how it's hard to give yourself credit for things. And the, while the music isn't happy, it's, I think there was, I had this kind of weird pride in my former self because I wrote this album when I was going through a tough time in life and it was more just exhausting frustration and anger and sadness and disappointment and putting it all into songs. And quick sidebar, I don't, if you write music out there, this might frustrate you. So just be forewarned. Um, I don't know what I'm doing. And that's not, that's not only when writing a song. I mean, you guys have listened to this now for a few that's episodes. In, that's in general. In I life. don't know exactly what I'm doing most of the time. His pants are on backwards, and that's not an homage to Criss Cross. But I, I somehow got... Who also Ben doesn't know. In, oh, come on. Criss Cross makes you want to jump. jump. <laughs> oh! oh. Um, I, I got more confidence than I was supposed to somewhere along the line. So I'm real good with just winging it. Like you, we've had yeah. many a meeting where we go into one of these recordings and you have an agenda and it's just like, nah, man, we're agenda. Not, we ain't gonna some do loose, this. Some loose touching points. So when I write music, it only takes me 15, 20 minutes to write a song. Yeah. And, but the thing is, none of the thoughts in my brain are connected. I kind of, I don't go into a trance or anything. I just write music that makes sense i write the music first and then as i'm playing the music i really just kind of write down and record whatever thoughts are in my head and then that just gets put down into a song and the interesting thing is i've listened to my album several times throughout my life it's never none of the songs were ever about me which was the most interesting thing it was about observations and other people that i saw yeah and um so it's funny because it sounds like if you I wrote a song called The Patriot about uh, a Marine, and my brother, who lives in a Marine-based town, listened to it, and he's like, this is exactly what these guys talk about. Mm. And um, he's like, but you never served in the military. I was like, no, never, not a veteran, never been in the military. But he's like, no, dude, that, that hits home for those kinds of people. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And so it was a moment where I was proud of myself. I took, I took pride in something I had created years ago, and then you know, eight, 10 years later, it still holds up. Sure. Like that it's still, it's still an album that's, that's listenable. And, and it's, um, you know, some of the lyrics that I wrote, I was just like, man, oof. like that's the word. If you, if anybody listens to this, oof, oof is the review. Oof. Cause like you just like that, that song, the Patriot is like, he, he throws out the first pitch at a baseball game. Yeah. And then it goes through the transition of what his coming home life has been like. Mm -hmm. And it's, it gets, it just goes from bad to worse. Yeah. Like spoiler, it goes from bad to worse. And then the last part is just last night I threw out the pitch at a hometown baseball game. Yeah. And they honored me for serving my country. And you yeah. say, oof, oof. Like, yeah. And so, yeah, a lot of it isn't, 
isn't super happy. But there was one song I like a lot that I had written the lyric in there. Um, the, the song's called Montana, and it says, Montana, I understand. I just hope he's a better man than I was and that you found your true love. But in my dreams, we're always chasing a phantom, a love we tried on to rinse off all of our hate. And it's like, man, I remember those moments in life where, like, you're just kind of grabbing at other things to make them fit because other things don't fit in Sure, life. yeah. And so so if you like sad music, find it. <laughs> find it out there. Oh, what? man, I was being vulnerable. What? I am hot. Yeah, yeah, look at you. Oh, I don't like being vulnerable We're going to change the podcast name to Sweating with Ben. Mm. We're going to turn the podcast name to Turn the AC <laughs> Down in this place. Um, what do they find it under and where? Oh, uh, Bandcamp, you, you said. You can go to Bandcamp. Um, it's uh, American Wayfarer, and the um, the uh, the album's called Flaws and All. Okay. Under? under Not under my name. Nope, yeah. it's under American Wayfarer. American Wayfarer is the, yeah. is the band. Okay. Um, and look, you can, this isn't a sponsor. I'm not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Cheap um, freeloading? If it asks you to enter a price, you can just enter $0 and, yeah, and yeah. listen for free. Uh, so so you're, you're welcome to pay, but don't. Yeah, I, I mean, you talked about creative expression. I think mm -hmm. something that comes, the freedom, I think we all want to create something. Um, you know, I, I just hear, particularly in today's world, right, where you can be an influencer, or you can TikTok or whatever, you, you mm -hmm. can create content, uh, is, you know, they talk about that. Uh, so there, there's, a, there's a lot of invitation in our culture to offer that. Uh, and I think the difference in motivation or posture is the difference between uh, ego and expression, right? Sure. Ego being, I, I want to do this because of the potential for fame or yeah, I want, I want or the likes. recognition. I want the clicks. Or money or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And expression is just like, I don't, I don't care what fame. Yeah. I'm not doing this for that. I'm doing this because it has to get out of me. Yeah. Um, and nobody may like it. Nobody may take it. Um, but it's, I'm going to do it regardless. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, I, I appreciate that. Uh, that so that was your saint moment of kind of embodying that. Where's yeah? Where's it get ugly? Um, and and stay in that thread. I mean, I'm sure sure I'm sure you dealt with that battle of ego versus expression. Like, when is has the ego ever shown up in no, that space? No, it actually hasn't. Oh, good for you. Um, and it but it's it's shown up. I guess it's not showing up, I should say, because I, I don't care. I mean, right. I just don't. Like, I I don't create, like, I like to draw. I like to paint. I like to, you know, like I said, do creative writing. I like to create music. I like to sit out on my porch and play my guitar. And honestly, the only person I ever really played my guitar for was the dog. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, I, I never, I don't go do open mic shows. I don't, you know, I mean, we've talked about before that, you know, my, my brother has done performances and I'm just amazed at his confidence to yeah, do that. Yeah. But I, I think the I think the center part of that comes through in during listening to that album, it took me back to where I was emotionally in my okay. life. And it was there was a lot of shame attached to it. There was a lot of having wronged people, not being a better version of myself that I wish I could have been. Sure. Um and, and just like I was so easily able to connect to the emotions of writing those songs, even though the songs aren't about me. Like, yeah. like I was, I had a friend who was a bartender who was the mistress to a preacher. One of the songs is about her. Mm -hmm. And it's, I, I, 
after I would write the songs, I would listen to them, and eventually I'd be like, oh, that's what that's about. I know exactly what this song's about now. Mm. But um, I think for me, oh, whoa, I think for me, that wrap-up of, um, well, it's a live podcast, guys. Right. <laughs> Brutus, is, Brutus is not liking where Ben's going. I know. Um, I, I think having to, like, kind of look at those moments and be like, ooh, man, there's there's been some seasons of my life. Not even, like, periods or little hiccups, but, like, seasons of my life yeah. where I was a real, uh, you know, cotton-headed ninny-muggins. <laughs> so... Um, I'll take, I'll take the creative expression to explore the center and saint within myself because, uh, so prior to my, my calling of ministry, mm-hmm. um, I was going to go into performance arts, mm-hmm. theater or film or something along those lines, uh, was set up for that for had colleges that I already were in line to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but all, but all the motivation was, was wrong. So I grew up in a small, small town, uh, in Missouri. And because of that, like I, everybody, knew me my parents knew everybody like i couldn't go anywhere without being known or recognized or seen sure uh and that like so like i remember in high school like making a pact of like i'm not dating anyone from my high school because um one i i I didn't trust myself like i was uh i was a horny little kid as most uh teenage boys are and i was like i i don't know if i trust myself in a relationship uh to not do the right things and uh for that not to get uh, spread all over town and to oh, embarrass my family yeah. and like and so like that would have uh, embarrassed your family, huh? Uh, I I don't know. Okay. Uh, it would. We don't have to go down that road. Yeah, just, just curious. That's that's for next the, another podcast. Um, but it but like the motivation and and, and I participated in commu- a community um, uh, musical extravagant where we sang show tunes and danced uh, and and in that like as a as a high school student you know, had these uh, older older members that were in the cast uh who would who would be like oh man when you go to college for this like you know they, you're just gonna you're just gonna excel like mm-hmm. in, in playing in playing football and in doing mm-hmm. this like girls are just gonna throw themselves at you and mm-hmm. I, and i and i kind of was i went what i was like i can't wait for that season like mm-hmm. because i because i kind of kept myself handcuffed from that and shut off from that in high school and I was just going to throw the gates open to, sure. to essentially hell uh, and pursue that uh, with unbridled passion. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And, and, and like I knew like I, I knew that and I was like, and that's going to take me into dark spaces. And I'm kind of OK with that because I'm going to experience uh, sex and popularity. And, and, I, mm-hmm. and I had all these I think I think I would say all these lies that I told myself. Right. That were going to come in that space. Sure. Uh, and so when I got the call to ministry, like that was such a shock to my expectation and where I'd been setting myself up mm-hmm. uh, and knowing like I and I very was very scared about admitting that as my as I went through my senior year of acknowledging that because I was like I don't I don't necessarily like in some circles like they're gonna be like you a pastor yeah good luck with that right yeah. like just like I say that every day <laughs> <laughs> I still do, I still do. Uh, and, and so just changing that mindset and, and going into that approach of focusing that um, yeah uh, and that was that was I would say that was years uh, that it took me to go through school and college to to rewire kind mm-hmm. of my mindset um, and the way that I saw the world and what I wanted in life and, and all that so um, so certainly that, that was the, the center and that creative, uh, creative expression, um, to the point that I, I walked away from 
uh, performance all arts completely because it's like I need to remove this from my life because I know where my thoughts go when I'm there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I did. I, I removed that. I removed uh, drawing, which was a great creative expression for me that mm-hmm. I loved. I had journals and uh, sketchbooks for uh, that I spent you know most of my high school filling yeah. um, and walked away from that. And it was it was probably maybe. Ooh, um, 15 years, 10, 15 years into my marriage before like I kind of allowed myself to pick up that creative expression again. Um, and then it's been, it's been rough keeping that routine. Sure. Um, but the same moment would be uh, just actually a, a few weeks ago, uh, I picked up a sketchbook with the intention of being like, I'm going to draw on this daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't matter what the drawing is, but yeah. I'm going to offer a sketch yeah. for the creative expression. Uh, it makes me think different. It makes me slow down. Uh, it gets gets me into different uh, headspace and mindset. Yeah. Um, and it's I think that creative expression, when it's led by expression and not ego, uh, is good for us. Um, yeah. No. Absolutely. Whatever whatever that expression may be, right? Sure. But that may be, uh, you know, that may be uh, knitting. Yeah. Uh, that may be that may be music. It yeah. may be hula hooping. Whatever whatever yeah. that is for you. I think you you got to do that. You got to pursue that outlet, uh, regardless of how that may be perceived by the world. Absolutely, judgments may be be held there. Yeah, I, I feel there's like a um, there's an inherent part of me that has to be creative, and so it's and and I recognize that, and I it's a it's a cognizant fact in my life that like I, I need to feed this thing. Because if I don't feed that creative outlet, I get cagey. Like I can get real cagey. And like, especially during the pandemic, that started to hit me a lot where I was like, okay, we're going to have to, we're going to have to find other ways to be creative now. And so like, I really got into smoking meats. I really got into like doing authentic Italian pastas and dishes and things like that. So cooking also became a creative outlet. And like my friends and neighbors loved it because they'd be like, well, it's a 14 pound brisket gang, <laughs> only two of us in here. So you're going to have to take Enjoy. This. And so, yeah, it was, um, but I still do the, the painting and the drawing and the art and, and it just, um, obviously the, the making music, but yeah, it's, it's funny because I guess I've never felt, I've never put a routine to it. Yeah. But for me, it's always, there's an itch and that itch gets itchier and it's like, okay, I got to scratch it. It becomes a supreme itch. Ooh, supreme And then itch. I got to, I got to scratch there's a, it. There's a cream for that. Oh, yeah, I got that. Uh, that. Good good stuff. Good discussion. Um, Death talk. Yeah. uh, Takeaways. Um, Hey, look look at your views on death. Uh, And if they're fearful, uh, I'd encourage you to find uh, find, uh, the beauty uh, that it can be held there. And that may, you may need to do some reading. You may need to have some conversations. Um, but I, I think there's beauty in death, and I really encourage you to find that path mm-hmm. of beauty for yourself. Um, love your pets, but don't love <laughs> your pets. And don't expect everyone else to love your pets and either. Don't, don't talk about your pets. Uh, Just enjoy. If they your, ask, enjoy your pets. If they ask, then you have an an, an open opportunity. Yeah. Um, uh, the 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 third one. These are these are heavy life tasks. Um, these are. It, Use your creative expression, whatever that may look like. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think it's intuitive because I think we're made to be creative. I think we're made to create. Uh, and so make sure you're creating in some way something that um, is expressive of you um, and can be good for those who, who want to uh, appreciate it.
Yeah. Um, and this, you know, to go ahead and end on a dark note for the death episode. <laughs> guys, be ready. It's coming. Like, get your get your house in order. Talk to your friends. Talk to your family. Talk to your spouses. Um, Nobody gets out alive. Yeah. Like, legit, it's, it's coming. So... Don't leave them in the lurch when something bad happens to you. Like, be have a plan, be ready, know what your final wishes are for your loved ones. And I know that's not a super happy thing to end on, but like... This episode is brought to you by O'Cleary Funeral Homes. <laughs> Helping you to plan for that moment. Hoping for you to be ready when you're not ready. Uh, yeah. For that supreme oh, moment. <laughs> for that supreme moment when you cross the rainbow bridge. Uh, and and so may you go into your week uh, not being fearful of the world around you but fully embodying life and the creative expression that it has in every moment see you're good at this uh, it's my job it's what I do I know man I'm not sweating right now it's incredible alright guys happy Sunday thanks, thanks for tuning in to A Sinner and Saint we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see you next week or I guess if you're a binge listener we'll see you in about 40 seconds yeah Whatever works for you. What's the chance the audio didn't record on that one and we <laughs> that one disappears? You don't like it. I was a whole supreme. Oh man, it's because you hate dogs. People are gonna be like, "Do not talk to Patrick about your dogs or your kids." What I hope happens actually is that like. You you get to a point where then somebody is just like <laughs> fearful, and you recognize their rigid be, body language. I have and they're like, close people in my life who are not going to appreciate this uh, podcast. All right, well, I tell you what, pray about it. We'll see if we're struggling. <laughs> hey guys, thanks for sticking in, listening for another couple minutes or so, and uh, hey, you know, listening to the stupidity that we please are. write a review. Uh, we like those reviews, and we like the feedback. Uh, it helps us out. We do appreciate it. Thanks, guys. See you.